0: It is wonderful to have the opportunity to be back with all of our listeners today on Search the Scriptures, to be able to open up God's Word and study therefrom. What a blessing it is for us to have God's will revealed to us through His Word, to literally have the mind of God opened up before us as we open the pages of the Bible. It truly is that way, because the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 that the Scripture is God breathed the very words of God and how blessed we are to have those words for our instruction and learning and guidance today. It's wonderful for us to be with you today. We pray that this study is a blessing for you. It is a blessing for us to be able to be here with you through this radio program. It's a blessing for me to have with me today, Dennis Stackhouse.
1: Thank you, Gary, and thank you for having me on the program with you. I'm certainly delighted to be a part of it. And boy, how serious we need to be in light of what you just mentioned when we're dealing with the very words that have come from God himself. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, the words that are God-breathed very literally. We need to take this with utmost caution and exercise due diligence in making sure that our lives conform to what God desires us to
0: be. And it's a matter of respect, isn't it?
1: Oh, it certainly is.
0: Now, that, that particular attitude is what we're talking about in this particular study that we're going mm-hmm. through right now. Mm-hmm. From Malachi chapter 3 and verses 13 through 18, where God was chastening the Israelites for their lack of respect toward him. That's right. Let's go back and read verses 13 through 18 again, if you would, please.
1: Okay. Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed. For those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him.
0: It's rather amazing if you stop and think about it. And then at the same time, it is not so amazing because we see this kind of an attitude on the part of human beings so regularly. But it's, you think about anybody who has the arrogance to challenge God, what, what good has it done me to serve you?
1: Hmm.
0: Now, that really is incredible.
1: Yeah, it really is, Gary. And when you think about this text, and uh, you know, maybe especially what we see there in the 15th verse, as the people are trying to defend themselves against God's accusation, that they have said, in essence, it does not pay to serve Him, they're providing some reasons why they believe it's vain to serve God. And two of those reasons relate to the godly, and two of them relate to the ungodly. You know, it's the godly who are saying, we call the proud blessed. You know, it's as if things are turned around. Upside down. Yeah. The proud should not be the ones who are being blessed. It should be the humble. It should be those who are diligently serving God. And yet, these people who are claiming to be righteous are saying, nah, it's the proud ones who are getting blessed. And then they go on and they say that those who do wickedness are raised up. Though so again, completely backwards. The righteous think, well, you know, if someone does wickedness, there's going to be a retaliation that comes against them. They're going to pay for that. And yet they're saying, well... Oh, we're looking at all the wicked people that dwell around us. We see all the wicked deeds they're involved in. They're prospering. What's wrong with this picture? You know, so there's a couple of reasons from the godly individual's perspective that they think it's vain to serve God. Uh, it's an amazing passage.
0: It really is. You know, we did a series of lessons some time ago. Asking the question, "Why do good things happen to bad people?"
1: That's right,
0: and that really plays into that particular wow. query on the part of those who would try to be righteous, saying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "Well, we see these people acting wickedly. They suppose they, they they claim to be God's people, but they're doing wrong, and yet they seem to be prospering. Mm-hmm. How exactly.
1: come? Yeah,
0: what's going to happen here?" Yeah. And a lot of times, we do have people who allow their faith to be shaken along that line, don't we?
1: Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt they're about They're
0: trying it. to live right. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And yet they see other people around them who are either not at all trying to be faithful before God, not at all trying to live righteous lives, or maybe they're just making a pretense. Mm-hmm. And yet they see, see those individuals seem to prosper. Absolutely. While they may be struggling. Yes. While they're trying to live faithful and godly lives.
1: And I think that's so easy to see in our society today. We see all kinds of people around us living, as you suggested, lives that are anything but godly. Many of them making no pretense to be godly whatsoever. And yet, again, seemingly prosperous through it all.
0: And yet, as we noted when we went through that study, the wicked ultimately do have to face God's judgment. They do. Their way, as the psalmist said, is a slippery path.
1: Oh, you know, and uh, I think one of the points we made during that study was the fact that God doesn't settle all of his accounts in September. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And we used a little illustration to try to point that out about... uh, a couple of farmers. You know, one of them was a godly individual. He was living a righteous life. He was always trying to do those things which were pleasing in God's sight. His crops were getting to the point where they were nearly ready to harvest, and you know, maybe a hailstorm comes through and destroys them, or a wind comes through and knocks it all down. No harvest. And yet, right next to him, is a man who by all intents and purposes is an evil individual, does not make any pretense of godliness, doesn't want to have anything to do with God, and yet his crops produce an abundant harvest. Well, someone asked that righteous individual, doesn't that upset you that here you're trying to live this righteous life before God, your neighbor isn't? Your crops were destroyed. He had an abundant harvest. And of course, the farmer replied, well, you know, God doesn't settle all of his accounts in September.
0: That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. We need to keep that in mind. We, we do. really do. You know, it reminds me of what Peter wrote about in Second Peter chapter three and verse three, referring to the second coming of Christ and the final day of judgment. And he says, that scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Mm -hmm. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning. In other words, the sun keeps coming up, Mm -hmm. the sun keeps going down every day. It's that way, 24 hours, everything's going on just the way it always has. Mm -hmm. What is this stuff about the Lord coming again? And Peter goes on and says, For this they willingly forget, willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. Mm-hmm. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of godly men. And then he goes on and says, beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Mm -hmm. So God is not on our time scale.
1: Exactly right.
0: He knows when the right time is.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And as you say, he will settle all accounts at the right time. That's right. Now in the 16th verse there, Malachi chapter three, we turn to the godly perspective. Yes. The faithful. Right. Those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great that you have the remnant there. Oh, Virtually yes. all the time, isn't it?
1: It really is. And, you know, Gary, as we, we get into this particular part of our study on this text from Malachi, we're finding some of the reasons why it does pay to serve God. And this first one that you alluded to is the fact that it pays to serve God if we would rather be known in heaven than on earth.
0: Yes, and rather have God's approval than the approval of men.
1: Exactly right.
0: You know, the Pharisees, in in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, Jesus rebukes them over and over and over again, literally, oh, yeah. and he compares them to a cup that has been or a dish that has been washed on the outside, but in, inside is full of extortion, mm-hmm. and to a a whitewashed tomb, yes. you know, a, a a crypt that has been painted and it looks mm-hmm. pretty on the outside. Mm-hmm. And he says, but inside it's full of dead men's bones, decay, yes. and he was trying to get across to them. You want your outward appearance to look good. Mm-hmm. You want to be be accepted and praised by your humankind around you. But God sees the heart, 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he says that's what you need to be paying attention to, Right. your inward lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's turn to Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32. What does Jesus say there? Therefore, whoever
1: confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven.
0: He goes on after that and says, whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Correct. And again, if you think about that, those particular verses in comparison to what we've read and emphasized so far from Malachi mm-hmm. chapter three, verses 13 through 16, You've got those who have been chastened by God, chastised, and said, what, what, what is this that you are doing, challenging me? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the others who are saying, uh, Lord, wait a minute, that, that's, that wasn't us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of like uh, uh, a couple I knew, I still know them, but uh, they've changed. But at one point, the husband got upset with the wife's employers, and so he just, you know, he he he, de- be, uh, you know, demeaned her job. That little job, I think he referred to it as, you know, it was a part-time job, but she was getting paid, you know, fairly well for it, as I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he just put it down because he was upset with the employers. Yes. But now she spoke to the employers and said, "Wait a minute. He's not speaking for me." Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing in verse 16 of Malachi chapter three, uh, chapter three there. You you had some God was chastening, chastising, saying, what is this? Mm-hmm. You're challenging me? Mm-hmm. And then verse 16, some of them, they got it. They understood. Oh, yes. They were staying faithful to God.
1: Yes, and I think that's borne out in that uh, first phrase there, Gary, in verse 16, then those who feared the Lord.
0: Yes, 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 held him in proper at reverence and respect yes. and awe and and that's what we need to do sometimes just as you used in that excellent illustration with the two farmers sometimes we just don't see it at all mm-hmm. we, things can happen and, and we may not understand yes these scoffers in Peter's day mm-hmm. hey sun's still coming up sun's still going down every day what is this you know teaching about the lord coming back
1: Mm -hmm. When? Yes. And, you know, I hope that uh, through the course of this lesson, Gary, we can offer some encouragement in this regard to those who are trying to live faithfully before God. Yes. That there is hope. There is a reason to remain faithful. That, indeed, it is better to be known in heaven than on earth. And what we read there in Matthew 10, verse 32... You know, I find it really hard to explain how wonderful it would be to have Jesus himself confessing us before the Heavenly Father. Oh, my. Right there, before God's throne, confessing us as someone that God should make a part of his own
0: family. And we may not always wonder... While the days are going by and the clock is ticking along, we may not always understand why certain things are happening the way they're happening, Mm -hmm. but if we can keep in our minds that awesome promise that I may not understand everything, all of the particulars that are happening right now, but the Lord's going to confess my name in heaven. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Oh, what a wonderful thought that yes, is. Yes,
0: and that's going to make whatever happens to me here worthwhile.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: In 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5, what do we read there, Dennis?
1: For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus.
0: He is our mediator, our go-between, mm-hmm. our Savior. Uh John speaks of him as kind of our uh, uh, advocate, almost, you know, advocate, almost, almost like an attorney. You know? Yes, yeah. It, it has a legal connotation to it, pleading mm-hmm. our case mm-hmm. before God's throne.
1: And I think that's probably even a little bit stronger than understanding Jesus as being our mediator, as the advocate or as that legal representative so to speak it's as if he's actively involved in taking our case before god himself and saying now father this is an individual worthy of the heavenly home that you're preparing
0: absolutely and that that parallels basically in essence to what we read earlier in matthew chapter 10 Mm -hmm. verses 32 and 33 right now In Malachi chapter three and verse 16 again, it talks about this book of remembrance. Yes. Now, God does have a book of remembrance, doesn't he? He certainly does. In Revelation chapter three and verse five, what does it say to shed light on that particular subject? He who overcomes
1: shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels.
0: And in Revelation 20 and verse 12, we read about that book of life again. Yes, we certainly do. And a little more detail there.
1: hmm there we're told, "'And I saw the dead, small and great, "'standing before God, and books were opened. "'And another book was opened, which is the book of life. "'And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books.
0: So that yeah, this is a real book of life, it would appear. Yes. A real book that God has.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And at least in, in essence, I mean, he knows those who are his. Right. Just as we got from Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32, Jesus knows those who belong to him. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be judged according to the books, which I think is talking about the books of the Bible probably. The book of life, though, will hold the names of those who have been faithful to God Mm -hmm. and lived according to the teachings of the books. Yes. There's that book of remembrance. We We can trust God to not forget, can't we?
1: Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about the fact that he's going to remember those deeds which we have done in his name.
0: In Hebrews chapter six and verse 10, what does the Hebrews writer say along that line?
1: For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister.
0: He remembers, will not forget, Again, there's that sense again, that principle of that book of remembrance. God Mm -hmm. remembers. What about Exodus chapter 32? And uh, we look there at verses 32 and 33.
1: Yes, this is a situation where we're reading about Moses. Again, in Exodus chapter 32, verses 32 and 33. Yet now, if you will forgive their sins, but if not... I pray, blot me out of your book which you have written. And the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot
0: him out of my book. Again, it's, it's, it, we still get that, that kind of sense and understanding. God knows. Now, is yes. this a literal book? Well, it, it's, we keep getting these references to it. Mm-hmm. And But whether it's a literal book or just God's knowledge, mm-hmm. whatever, the sense of it is there.
1: Yes. The sense is that God is not going to forget those
0: works. Now, in Psalm 69 and verse 28, how does the psalmist write about this?
1: Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous.
0: Again, this realization that God knows what is going on, mm-hmm. and that He is going to be the one who calls all lives to account—that's right. Now let's look at one more: Luke chapter ten and verse twenty. Okay.
1: Luke ten, verse twenty. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven.
0: Boy, what a great thought. Your names are written in heaven.
1: Yes, uh, this was the occasion when Jesus had sent his apostles out on what we call the limited commission to the house of Israel. And they came back evidently pretty excited about the fact that the demons had been subject to them. And here, Jesus is telling them, you know what, guys? There's something a lot more important than that.
0: And perhaps he was trying to get across to them, don't let your heads get too big here. Mm -hmm. That was not by your power that those demons were subject to you. Right. Rejoice, rather, that your names are written in heaven. Yes. And that's what we all ought to strive for, Mm -hmm. that our names will be written in heaven and that we can look forward to that through all of our lives and on into eternity. We wanna encourage our listeners to contact us and ask for that free Bible study because it will help you understand how you can be sure that your name is written in heaven. And we'll come back and study some more along this line next time.